The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. The United States of America has become the laughingstock of the world, with Joe Biden playing the role of our president in this macabre stage production put on by the Luciferian globalists. In fact, one foreign news agency recently ran a headline referring to Biden as President Mumblebub. He's taken a lot of criticism for his actions and inactions as the so-called leader of the free world. Since he took office, we've seen record-breaking deficit spending, a collapse of our nation's infrastructure, the destruction of our major cities, record homelessness and drug use, the abandonment of our national borders, not to mention the highly orchestrated and brilliantly executed invasion of our nation by foreign enemies. Over the past three years, we've also endured the transgendering of our military, the weaponization of our so-called justice system, the persecution of political opponents, and unbridled government tyranny. Some say Biden is incompetent, and I would have to agree. The fact that Biden is suffering from dementia is obvious as he garbles his words when speaking, cannot remember how or when his son Bo died, cannot remember the names of countries or world leaders, and shakes hands with the air as he wanders around the stage after speaking until one of his handlers gathers him up and leads him away. Recently, special counsel Robert Hur declined to prosecute Biden for his mishandling of classified documents stating that Biden is an elderly man with a poor memory who would be sympathetic to a jury. But her also added that Biden's practices present serious risks to national security. You think? So Biden, though clearly guilty, will not face prosecution, but Trump will, even though the unclassified documents found at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate were kept securely under lock and key, while the classified documents Biden held were found in deteriorating cardboard boxes in his Delaware garage and elsewhere. In 2016, FBI Director James Comey also refused to prosecute Hillary Clinton, even though he stated she had given false statements, in other words, she lied, during his investigation, and was likely guilty of at least 23 felonies, high crimes, and misdemeanors. It's understandable that Comey refused to prosecute because he didn't want to commit suicide. But this is just another example of our two-tiered justice system. But I digress. Anyone who thinks Biden's in control of anything is sadly ignorant and deluded. Biden has never had any authority of any kind in his 50-plus years of being a professional politician. He's merely a cardboard cutout. And he's only in the White House now because he's the most easily manipulated candidate the DNC could come up with. Anyone who truly thinks he won the 2020 election honestly and fairly is under the greatest of delusions. Prior to that election, Biden himself openly stated, We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. And he didn't even campaign. His rallies consisted of a dozen people sitting alone in chairs placed in circles six feet apart. Meanwhile, his opponent had tens of thousands of people all eager to see and hear Trump speak wherever he went. No, regardless of what the fact-checkers will tell you, and regardless of our lawless justice system, the 2020 election was absolutely and clearly rigged, a stolen election. 
And do you remember the recounts? Republican election observers were banned from those. Sheets of cardboard covering the windows while the so-called recounts took place. It was all a tragic joke, yet allowed to happen. And now we have countless patriots in prison or dead because they simply took part in a redress of grievances on January 6th. Held for months and years without charges. Forced into fake plea deals. Driven to suicide by the unrelenting persecution of the feds. Just for being patriots who believe in the rule of law. This is the nation we live in today. One must go back to the 2008 presidential election to understand how we got here. I clearly remember watching the news broadcast that November night, seeing millions gathered to hear the newly elected Obama speak. Newscasters even called him the new Messiah. Such was the blind adoration so many had for this man, a junior senator from Illinois. I got chills as I watched so many worshiping this man and I knew something truly demonic was happening. He vowed to fundamentally transform America, and America hasn't been the same since. And there were so many unanswered questions. Was he even an American? Many investigated his birth certificate and found it to be fraudulent, though fact-checkers and the news media worked hard to debunk such claims as conspiracy theories. He apparently graduated from Columbia University in 1983, But no one remembers seeing him there or recalls attending any classes with him. At one point, a postal worker recalls an encounter he had with a young, arrogant, and creepy Obama, declaring he knew he was going to be president one day. This was while Obama was living with Mary and Thomas Ayers in a Chicago suburb. Their son was Bill Ayers, the far-left militant organizer of the Weather Underground, a revolutionary group that sought to overthrow what they viewed as American imperialism. Many came forward to say they remembered the young Obama frequenting homosexual bathhouses in Chicago, having homosexual relations with countless partners, using pot and cocaine, and never attending any college classes. But then he could do as he pleased. It was taken care of. He already knew he was being groomed to be president one day, and the globalists, even back then, would see to it that it happened. Now, I could go into more detail. There's much more that could be said. But basically, Obama's handlers faked his name, his religion, his wife, his kids, his birthplace, his nationality, his education, and his career. And then he sealed his records in his very first executive order to stop Americans from finding out. We also saw the Supreme Court decision to legalize homosexual so-called marriage, the destruction of private health insurance under Obamacare, the beginning of the transgender movement, and the furtherance of the globalist climate change agenda. I could go on, but the list is too extensive. And it's ongoing, and that's the point of this message. This is Obama's third term. While we don't know all the players that put Obama in power and who controls him, we do know that Obama is controlling Biden, as he has since at least 2008. Do you doubt me? Let's look at who's in the Biden administration. Jake Sullivan is Biden's national security advisor. He was also Obama's deputy assistant and director of policy. Antony Blinken is secretary of state. He was also Obama's deputy national security advisor and deputy secretary of state. Alejandro Mayorkas, Biden's secretary of Homeland Security, was also Obama's director of U.S. citizenship and immigration services. 
He also managed staffing the DOJ Criminal Division. Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines was Obama's Deputy Director of the CIA and later his Deputy National Security Advisor. Biden's Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, was Obama's Chairman of the Federal Reserve. Our Deputy Secretary of the Treasury is, is Ada Whale Adeyamo, a Nigerian and Obama's Deputy National Security Advisor for International Economics and later head of the Obama Foundation. Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, was an Obama nominee for Justice of the Supreme Court. Tom Vilsack has been the Secretary of Agriculture under Biden and Obama. Then we have Susan Rice, our current Director for Domestic Policy, Obama's National Security Advisor and UN Ambassador. Biden's special envoy for climate is John Kerry, Obama's Secretary of State. And bear in mind, folks, that Obama himself lives only two miles away from the White House. If you want to know who's pulling Biden's strings, I hope this helps. But Biden's time is quickly coming to a close. You see, the disastrous effects of the demonic Obama regime, the fundamental transformation of America, are wearing thin for most Americans. Now the communists are looking for ways to eliminate Biden because it's highly unlikely that the country will quietly accept another stolen election by a senile, incontinent old man with dementia that's growing worse daily. He's become a liability. The recent declaration by Robert Hur that Biden is an elderly man with a poor memory and would be sympathetic to a jury, and also that he presents serious risks to national security, was a very intentional statement. Essentially, it officially disqualifies Sleepy Joe as a candidate, all part of the plan and all carefully scripted. This will be a year like no other. Very few expect Biden to be the nominee. As hard as it may be to believe, Kamala Harris is even less popular than Joe Biden. Some have speculated Gavin Newsom may be chosen. But given his record as an ultra-liberal dictator in California, I'm afraid the cat's out of the bag on him. So let's see, who could they come up with that could possibly be convincing as a winning candidate? Hmm, Michelle Obama, of course, Big Mike. Then the fundamental transformation can continue unabated. Yes, Michelle Obama. Not only black, but also a woman, they say. Not that gender is supposed to really exist anymore. I'm only speculating, of course, but watch for something to happen by springtime or summer. One thing's for certain. They won't be able to pull off another stolen election for Biden. Not even with the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Not even with a steady flow of millions of new voters coming illegally across our borders and becoming not citizens, but registered Democrats because of all the free stuff. Now, I've said a lot here about Biden, Obama, and even Hillary, but with the exception of two or three individuals, the Republicans are no better. Our public servants all become multimillionaires shortly after taking office. How is this possible? Well, ask yourself, why is no one in Congress calling for a ceasefire or peace talks in Ukraine? Why do we keep sending trillions of dollars there, even as we're spending trillions just to cover the interest on our own national debt? Why are our public servants so concerned about the security of borders of other nations while ours are left completely open? It's all about money, folks. 
the invasion, Ukraine, climate change, mandated jabs, all these things are lining the pockets of those who rule over us. Once you understand that, everything else makes perfect sense. I no longer refer to Democrats and Republicans. Now it's communists and politicians. And 99% of them deserve the punishment given to those convicted of treason. Before I close, a few words about Trump. He is not our savior. Understand that. He didn't and won't solve America's real problems. Remember, it was Trump that put the red flag gun laws into effect. It was Trump that stood down while our nation's cities burned at the hands of BLM and Antifa. He did not drain the swamp. He was very pro-homosexual. And he presided over the warp speed, clot shot, mask mandate, shutdowns, and lockdowns. Now, I love the idea of national sovereignty, America first, and a return to morality and justice. I'm sure you do, too. Trump is a figurehead representing those things, thus his popularity. But we must realize that no man, not even Trump, can save us from the disaster we've allowed in our land. Our Savior is Jesus Christ, and our only hope is a return to God in humility and repentance. Without true, real national repentance, God's hand of judgment on America will not relent. This I know for sure. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.